Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. Here we go. Three, two, one. With us right now, it's Scott Bywater. Scott, you are a copywriter, a wordsmith, uh, and you are also the managing director of copywriting that sells. Scott, you've been doing this for over 21 years. You're based in Australia. Your websites are simpleemailroi.com and copywritingthatsells.com.au. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no, likewise, Josh, really, really happy to be here. So, Excellent. Yeah. Well, I got a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, I think the, the the first thing that, well, first off, would you mind kind of giving us a little bit more color to, you know, who you are, what you do, who you work with? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, as you said, I've been doing this since I was, oh, I mean, I've been involved in sales and marketing really um, since I was about 17, started out in like door-to-door sales and all of that sort of thing. Sweet in a in a short story, switched to copywriting at about 24 and then have been doing it for the last two decades or so. Uh, and I've done it for a lot of the um, you know, big direct response, you know, big, big direct response players, uh, both in Australia and um, yeah, and in the and in the and in the USA. So uh, companies like the Learning Annex, um, Knowledge Source is a massive company over here. Uh, in Australia, um, I did I did some uh, some stuff for uh, Jay Conrad Levinson um, mm. at one stage, the uh, the guerrilla marketing guy, yeah. and um, yeah, so I've, uh, I've 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 been around for a while, yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it was is Jay Conrad Levinson, um, guerrilla PR that I, this decades ago, uh, and that's really what ins- one of the things that inspired me when I when I was launching my other company Savings Angel had no money for advertising um but I really just kind of implemented the guerrilla PR stuff plus some newsjacking and some other you know some experience in it but you know grew a seven figure a year company just from that alone so those principles work um you know because again it's you know, it's pro- providing value. And, you know, what you do in copywriting is is communicating that value and communicating, you know, human connection. Um, would you mind maybe just kind of start with some definition about like what copywriting is and what it is not? And obviously, we're yes, to our friend that's listening, yes, we're going to be chatting about chat, chat GPT, don't worry, we'll get to that. But let's first talk about what copywriting is. Yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. So copywriting is essentially, it's, it's, I think the best definition of it is it's salesmanship in print. Um, so, so if you're a, and that's probably what gave me an advantage when I entered into copywriting without realizing it, because I've been in sales for like seven years. 
So I'd unknowingly been training to be, you know, to become a copywriter, so to speak. So it came quite naturally. But it's salesmanship in print. So the way you, uh, the way you um, sell face to face works just as effectively with the, you know, with the printed word. So it isn't your prose. It isn't being great at English. Uh, it isn't you know, having your nouns and your pronouns and your adjectives and all that sort of things perfectly are perfect. It's writing to, to actually sell. And one of the keys to that, Josh, is being, being, having the ability to enter the conversation going on in the customer's mind. And that's why research is just such a foundational, foundational part of copywriting. I think Gary Benzavenger, one of the, and he's arguably the, the greatest modern day copywriter. And what he said, he said is 40% of your time should be spent on research, 40% on writing, and 20% on editing. I usually find there's even less on writing mm. and more on, you know, more on editing. Um, and, the, and the research component is just so critical because that's where all the gold comes from, is, is from, the, uh, from the research. It's a little bit like I once heard the saying in business, like you've got to earn the right to grow. You know, you've got to set up the systems. You've got to do all the framework. You've got to have the knowledge. You've got to, you know, like there's a lot of things you can do before you could have, in your case, grown a seven-figure business. And it's much the same with, with copywriting. You've got to earn the right to write. Um, you can't just say, you know, like if you build a house, like I, I've worked with a lot of builders doing copy for builders over the last, um, over the last sort of 12 months. And you can't just, you can't just go out there and start laying bricks. It doesn't quite work that way. You know, you've got to find out what the client wants. You've got to do the design. You've got to do all of those sort of things. You've got to get the approvals before you can actually go out there and laying bricks and writing is, is good. Writing is very much, very much the same. Yeah. All right. So there's a million dollar question. Can chat GPT do good writing? Well, let's well, let's talk issue. about what it is and what it isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So chat GPT's obviously hit the headlines in a big way over the last uh over the last sort of probably 30 to 30 days, 60 days. It's, it hasn't been long yeah. anyway since it's hit the headlines. Um, I've been I've been using a platform called uh Jasper for yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably close to, it would be six to 12 months I've done it. Um, I actually ended up creating a, 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 a program from Jasper and ChatGPT. So to give you an idea that the, the issue I've got with ChatGPT, it is brilliant. Like you go in there and you enter, you know, write me an email about, um, you know, about you know, how to get uh, more podcast guests. And it'll just punch out that email right but it's not that the issue and and when you see it if you haven't seen anything like this before you're like wow this is this is just incredible uh but the issue with it is there's no granularity with chat gpt so if you if you want to make changes or if you want to do anything you can't whereas with um, with Jasper, what you can do um, is you can actually program you can program it so that you can do all your research beforehand and you can program it with your fears, your pains, you know, your, your, your cut, not yours, your customers, um, fears, pains, desires, you know, all of that sort of thing. So the copy that it punches out is very granular. Um, having said that, I think where, where it's like, like the AI is incredible um, and it's, and it's really, really good for, 
for a couple of things. It's really, really good for the research component, like because you can go in there and you can you can do incredible research. Like you can you can go in there and you can you can create commands and you say, write me 10 ideas for blog posts about this or write me 10 ideas for, for this and it will punch it out in like seconds, like faster than you can think. So now they, they might not all be relevant, but you might be able to pull three or four out that are, that are really good. So I, I was using it yesterday for a company in the, um, in the pet, food, pet food industry, right? And one of the things we were one of the things we were doing is we were going through and doing the research on fears, pains, desires, beliefs, all of that sort of thing. And I'm like, what are your customers' pains? And he's like, well, you know, and he, he, sort of, he sort of knew some of them, but it wasn't flowing. I said, let's just punch this into Jasper. And we wrote it in Jasper and 10 pains will come out. And he go, yep, hmm. that one, that one, that one, that one. They're, they're fantastic. I can see, I can see that. So it's like, it reduces a cognitive load, right? Because you've got so much brain power in a day and we're getting Jasper to take care of some of that brain power and then you're just picking it. So it's super powerful for that. And then if you program it the right way, you can take those fears, pains, desires, put them into, put them into Jasper. And then what you're doing then is by programming it, the email actually comes out so it's relevant to your target market. Now, is it going to write... Um, you know, is it going to write copy as good as, let's say, a 20-year veteran in, in copywriting? No, it's not. Is it going to be able to tell your stories? No, it's not. But where, right. where, it, does, where it does thrive is reducing the cognitive load so it speeds everything up that you're doing. And there's two problems people have. Like, you know, I'm, I'm talking specifically with emails because um, I've, I've talked to so many clients over the years. They don't, just, they don't, they don't know what to write about. So they're like, I don't know what to write about. What am I going to write about in my emails? Like, like AI will help you with that. You, you will have hundreds of ideas to write about. If you program it, and this is the important thing, if you program it the right way, if you know what prompts to ask, all of that sort of thing. And then it also becomes a thing of how do I get started? Do you know, like I, yeah. I, I, write yeah. spark, I don't know what to write. So and I know leaders that I work with, right? That's the blinking cursor thing. And that's, you know, again, that is in, invaluable to at least get it going, right? Still start seeing things kind of laid out. Oh, that part is good. That part is good. And like, I, I love like editing something much better than I do. Okay. You know, crack my knuckles. Let's come up with something here. Like, again, I, I know sometimes that, uh, that fear of just kind of getting started is, is the hurt, the initial hurdle. That's, that's nice. If we could use these tools to kind of at least get the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's where Jasper has an edge on chat GPT because mm. chat GPT from, from what I've seen is it's just, you enter a question and it punches it out. Whereas Jasper's more of a, it's more like a um, like a Google Doc, so you can go in there and you can feed it a bit of copy, and then you can write a bit yourself. So you can write your story, and then you like might get stuck. So you can use let's say what what I call a sentence starter, and and you can say I don't know like like let's say and that means, and then Jasper will write that sentence for you, and then you can go back in there and you can edit it and change it and personalize it to you. So it's more it's using it as that. That, that support sort of thing to speed up that writing process. And I think it's particularly powerful for your non-writer um, yeah, because it just yeah, it removes those, 
those bottlenecks of the blinking, yeah, the blinking cursor bottleneck. Yeah. You know, I, this is interesting. I'm seeing some, I'm seeing a lot of these types of posts on social media where they're all about, um, and I'm, I'm seeing they're really good, right? Where, you know, like someone, like someone is sharing a discovery, right? And, and then they probably have about 18, one to two sentence paragraphs. And, and it's kind of, kind of gets to their aha or discovery. And then of course, they've got like a personal photo of themselves. I wonder if they're using a tool to kind of get, I mean, because they all seem pretty good. Like this is good social media content. Do you know, I wonder, does that sound at all familiar what I'm describing? Yeah, yeah, you can, I mean, you can, you can program the AI, like you can, you can literally say, hey, give me, like, like, let's say you're doing a newsletter and you're looking for an inspirational quote, right? So you can, you can, you can do a command, let's say, into the AI. Uh, and I'm sure you can do this in, in, um, in, in ChatGPT as well as Jasper. Uh, but you can say, um, find me 10 inspirational quotes that relate to, uh, let's say it's a surfing newsletter, that relate to surfing, right? And it'll come up and it'll give you all these famous quotes. Um, like that. Uh, so you can program it. So it's very good from a, from a brainstorming perspective. I mean, it's, it's incredible because it can think so much faster. Like, let's say you write an email, like your, your emails that you write, Josh, you can plug that email into, like, even if you write it yourself, you know, like, and you don't use any of the AI, you plug that email into, um, well, I know you can do it in Jasper, you plug it into Jasper, then you put a command underneath it and you say, write me 10 uh, curiosity subject lines related to the email above. And within like three seconds, you'll have 10 curiosity subject lines. And then you go, okay, let's come at this from a different angle. Write me 10 tabloid style subject lines related to the email above and it'll come up with 10 more. Write me 10 angry subject lines related to the email the email above you'll have 30 subject lines literally within you know 30 seconds let's say and then you can go through and you can pick the best subject lines so that's where it's very powerful so i use it for subject lines all the time now that being said it's very rare i will use the subject line that the ai gives me but it will give me ideas and angles i wouldn't have been able to think of as quickly yeah all right so Scott, um, I want to talk about the opportunity. So for someone that's listening to us, like say for me, for example, um, so I've got a really good email list. Um, I don't sell and spam at it. And at the same time, like I certainly don't overwhelm it, but um, I shared with you before we chatted, I mean, we've got a better than 50% open rate because again, when I send an email, like it better be valuable uh, for me to interrupt their email box. Like I'm not going to just send musings, you know, thoughts or whatever, like it better be like what's in it for them. Uh, yep. And so I, so I think because of that, we've earned a little bit of trust with, with our email audience. And then secondarily, um, I always try to inject a lot of like, I, what I'll do um, and and by the way, someone's listening to us. Um, you feel free to critique what I'm describing here. <laughs> uh, but you yep. know, to someone's listening, I would encourage you to. I mean, what we're doing is working. Um, but I'd love your take on this. Um, what I'll do is I will include something very personal, generally at the top. Like so, 
it might be just a photo of me and Levi, my doggy, right? Or, you know, just like um, my wife and I at Disney World or something like this. So I'll include a small photo up at the top, you know, just a little brief little one sentence saying, hey, you know, here's a photo of my wife and I were just at Disney World sent you an email because, you know, here's da, 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 right? So just a little bit of personality, like the kind of stuff that I like to see on social media is just, you know, that sort of stuff. And what I really do is I'll just kind of like browse through my phone's um, photos and like, okay, what pictures have I taken recently? And that's what goes at the top. <laughs> I, I love it. I think that's great. You know, I mean, I mean, well, one thing I read um, or I listened to, years ago was Dan Kennedy's personality and copy, which is exactly what you're talking about, right? Bring your bring your personality into it because it's the same one-on-one, Josh, like in a sales in a sales situation. I mean, if you're a salesperson and you want to build relationships with a potential client, the best thing you can do is get personal, let them, let them to let them know who you are. Right, because then, mm. then, then a deeper bond happens, a connection. Yeah. You know, you go out to the football and you, you find out that they love this team or they love that team or they've got three kids or yeah, who are who love cricket or whatever, whatever the um, whatever the I'm showing my Aussie heritage with the cricket, right? Baseball, baseball. So, so, so you've got the um, but but once you once you know that you, there's like a, there's a much closer bond. So the same applies in in print. And one of the things I I encourage, and I've only ever had one or two clients actually do this, but is um, like go go to Google, look up biography questions, and yeah, you know, and you, you'll find them where there's like a hundred of them, right? And then just on the audio, answer all those questions one day. Just go through, and it's like, where did you go to school? Um, you know, what what did you do what, that you got in trouble trouble doing as a teenager? Or all of these all of these biography questions you wouldn't think of answer them on audio, okay, and then, or have someone interview you and then get them transcribed. And that can be like the foundation of your copy where you're pulling from all of this um, interesting content that has that has part of you in it and part of your personality. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to talk about um, email specifically, because um, obviously one thing that, you know, I'm on your website, copywritingthatsells.com.au, and then uh, you have another um, website, simple email ROI. Um, what is specifically the opportunity, like what, who have you worked with? What outcomes have you created? And who ought to be paying really close attention to what you're saying right now? Yeah, no, ab- ab- absolutely. So, so yeah, there's 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 two sides to to what I do. One is the the copywriting, which is generally anyone who wants, you know, they want more leads, they want more clients. Um, that's where I can help, and that that's that's very bespoke. So that may be that's that's really identifying where a business is at, and then applying that, you know, applying that to them. So it may be. They need to create a. They need to create a, a Facebook ads funnel. It may be that they've got a big email list of fifty thousand people and they're not leveraging it, and uh, and we need to leverage it. So it's identifying where they are on the chessboard, and then strategically working out what actual copy is recommended rec- is needed to get them to go from where they are to where they want to be. Because a a good copywriter is a good is first a good strategist. Because you've got to know you've got to know where to put the 
where to put the copy. It's not just, um, it, it probably it's more important to be a strategist than a, than great at copy in many ways. So that's, yeah. That's, I mean, cause you could, you could use good copy, but it's just an awful offer and you're not going to make any money at that. Yeah. Or, or it's a wrong target market, right? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's just, you're going to the wrong target market. You've got the wrong offer. Like there's so much that goes, that goes into the whole into the whole process or you haven't got trust so so i was talking to someone the other day and they wanted to send out an offer to their client base i think they had you know they had five or ten thousand subscribers but they hadn't emailed them for a year i'm like you need to develop trust mm-hmm. you go out there and and pitch them right so yeah. it's it's a it's a real it's a real balance um, and then the, the the other side of the um, of the business, which I'm quite excited about at the moment, is the 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 simple email ROI um, side of things because system because what I've developed there, and this was before AI got sexy. Do you know what I mean? Like this was <laughs> starting back last year, is like a whole system which shows people how they can actually implement AI in their business to get you know to book appointments in their calendar via their, you know, via their email database. So it works through and it goes much deeper than just, hey, go on AI and start writing stuff. It's like, it starts with the research. It talks about how to create open loops in your copy. It it refers to where do you send them to at the end of the email? So you actually book appointments and you don't become like that football team who, yeah, gets gets the ball down to the five, the five yard line and then drops it all the time, sort of thing. So you actually get you know move people over the, you know over the line. And I've got this thing called the the third way because what most people tend to do is they're either they either write love letters to their list where their list loves them but they never make any sales, mm-hmm. or they have the scorched earth approach, right, where they're just like pitch, pitch, pitch. And eventually, and I've seen this happen, their list just gets burned and it's 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 not worth anything, right? Like, so it's very short-term thinking. But what what I'm a big believer in is is if you can imagine a Venn diagram, is that the middle, the middle of those two is called the third way. So every every email goes out is delivering value, or or you know, the vast majority of emails are out are, are delivering value, and then you have a you have a soft segue to where you want to where you want to push people using an open loop and an open loop is something um, that that we see everywhere right we see in people don't so much use it in emails but if you look at every morning show right it's like come back after the break and we're going to show you a mm. you know a, a somersaulting dog who eats chocolate you know or cat yeah. eats chocolate <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've got to stay stay till after the break to see that somersaulting dog. So it's very similar. Like in an email, let's say you've got a book on, um, let's say you've got a book on on podcasting, right? So you 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 start off the email, and the email is very much about, um, you know, let's let's say how to grow your podcast, and then at the end of it, you go, but there's one thing I did to grow my podcast, um, you know, beyond anything, and this 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 thing allowed me to do this. It allowed me to do this. It allowed me to do this. And you'll find it in my um, grow your podcast book. Click here to get more information. And then they click on it, and then they go and buy your book because they want that one thing that was in the open loop. And then I I, I like the idea of doubling the open loop. So then at the end of that, you go P.S. In my next, stay tuned for my next email, 
where I'm going to show you yeah, how to get you know the hottest guests on your podcast. And then that opens up. And then it's like, I've got to open the next email, right? So we're, we're, we're doing two things. We're adding massive value within the content. We're segueing into an open loop to get the sale. And then we're segueing into another open loop to get the next email opened. Um, so, yeah, and, and you could even have in, let's say in yours, because it's personal, P.S., stay tuned for my next email. And I'm going to share with you yeah, this crazy thing that happened when I was in Disneyland last month or, or something like that. And people are like, oh, you know, like, and they start to follow your, follow your story sort of thing. And that is leveraging off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's every morning show. It's every TV series, you know, like Game of Thrones. You know, it's always, they don't end you with some boring thing. It's like they end you with something where you're like chomping at the bit to either click for the next episode or in the old days, you know, wait a week and come back in a week and, and watch the next episode. Um, Scott, is there an ethical way or, or, you know, or maybe kind of best practice if a client says, well, look, you know, we've only got a thousand people on our email list. I really wish we had about 5,000. Um, is there, what advice would you get? I mean, obviously emails are, I mean, you can get emails from anywhere. I mean, it's super easy to get permission. On the other hand, you know, you want to make sure you're playing by the rules on that, or at least have a path to make sure that we're, you know, again, being as ethical and, and non-salesy as possible. Um, any tips or guidelines for that? I mean, you know, again, I, I you know, you, you could spend, uh, you know, five minutes on Fiverr Upwork and you've got everybody promising to sell you, you know, hordes of email uh, addresses, you know, for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, so there's a couple of things to keep in mind here. Number one, is don't think that a small email list isn't valuable because a, right. a small email list can be incredibly valuable. And I'll give you an idea. Um, like I, I know a guy, he does a lot of joint ventures with people and and he had, uh, like he's sent out e to email lists which have tens of thousands of people and got virtually no sales. Mm. Uh, he sent, there was one guy, he sent out to 33 people on it, but they were, they were all people he knew well and close clients. Eight people registered for the webinar, four people turned up, three people bought a $3,000 product. So it was $9,000, which was generated from a list of 33 people. Um, so don't think, don't think that, that, that a small list isn't powerful. You know, and, and this is like goes back to Joe Girard, right? If we look at old school, Joe Girard, greatest salesperson in the world. He's got a book, How to Sell Anything to Anybody. The number one thing that really the, the message that I took away from the book is if you become his client, he stays in touch with you. And, and it, he didn't have email back then. So he's sending letters, but like forever, every month, forever, he's sending him a card, you know, you know, I like you, Joe Girard. And, and so people, ne people never forget him, right? So that's, yeah. that's very powerful, a small list. Now, in terms of growing the list, um, because obviously growing the list makes sense, right? If I'm sending to mm -hmm. all things being equal, if I'm sending to a thousand people and I can instead send to 10,000 or 20,000, then my time writing that email is 10 or 20 times more, more leverage. So to grow the list, I think there's uh, number one, and this is where the research comes in, is if you know your prospect's number one pain point, you can, you can create a, a simple report on that and you can advertise it. You could advertise it on lead pages on Facebook. You could do joint ventures and get people to do it uh, and send an email out and, and offer that report. 
uh, you can drop it in the bottom of your social media posts. So, I mean, one thing I do in, in each social media post, I'll go, like I'm doing this headline hack series at the moment. And I'll, at the bottom of the social media post, I'll say, P.S., um, if you enjoyed this post, then there's 100 more in my 101 headline hacks report. Go and grab it, link in comments. Do you know what I mean? So you can add, so you can create a report. Because what I see is, you know, some people get incredible social media following, which is great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, email yeah. is where the ROI is. That's where you can control the relationship. Like yes. according to litmus.com, 36 to one return on every dollar that's spent on email marketing, mm. um, which is far, far higher than, than social media. So if you can use your social media to pull people across into your email list, mm -hmm. um, that's also a really, you know, a really good idea. But there's so many ways to grow it these days just because, you know, like it, it is easy to get traffic um, you know, you can go on Facebook, but you've got to have the right offer, the right report that appeals to their fears, pains, desires, you know, or beliefs. Yeah. Um, Scott, your website's again, copywritingthatsells.com.au and simpleemailroi.com. Um, go, go ahead and, you know, someone's been listening to our conversation like, okay, I want more Scott. <laughs> Where do they yeah, get yeah, more yeah. Scott and like what, what are the best kind of next steps for someone that's just kind of starting, you know, just kind of getting to know you here? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So if you go to, to simpleemailroi.com, um, you can go, you can basically go there. You can check out the, the product, which I've just released, which is the uh, Simple Email ROI system, which is all the AI email copywriting sort of formula. Uh, and there, 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 there will be some reports on there as well that you can, you know, that you can go and download um, that'll, that'll show you, you know, things like how to turn a blog post into an email or how to turn a, um, yeah, how to basically the, the formula for writing, you know, nurturing emails or, or a cheat sheet for actually writing, you know, writing copy. Uh, via AI, including the exact prompts to use and yeah, how to create subject lines. And uh, I've got one formula where it's like, um, it shows you the the, over, yeah, the the problem prompt. So how you bring someone in in like a problem solution sort of format and then the solution prompt. Um, so so that's that's really powerful. And if, if you're a business and you want, you know, you want help with copywriting, like you can't get, you can't work how to get, leads you don't know how to um, you're getting leads but you can't turn them into an appointment you're you know, you've got a list you don't know how to convert it any of that sort of thing then um yeah go to copywriting that sells.com.au check it out and just yeah reach out to me and and uh would love to be love to be able to help mm. Wonderful. Scott Bywater. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. You're the again the um your Current, what, what did you what did you call yourself um, with your title? You're managing director with uh, copywriting that sells, uh, and again your website's simpleemailroi.com and copywritingthatsells.com.au. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, th thanks, Josh. It's been uh, been great to be here. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. 
If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. (laughs) 